Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard on this Thursday. Beautiful day out there. You know, hardly wait to get out there. Got some stuff to do, but I want to talk to you folks first. I hope you're having a good day. So far, anyway. Whenever this is. I don't know, morning, evening. Next week, next year, who knows. Had the Wednesday chat last night. Some really interesting stuff. Uh, listening to people go on about people like Conman Ken and things like that is kind of interesting. Eric has a lot to say. Eric Tinker has a lot to say about it. If you want to hear more, go over to Tavern Chat because I don't talk about that kind of stuff around here. Not that I, you know, I don't have anything against it. I just, well, I, I'd rather talk about other things. More pe- other people are covering things like that and Kickstarters and all this other stuff. I'd rather talk about the game. Speaking of the game, yesterday I talked about cutting down stat blocks and how I do the monsters. Might as well finish up with the rest of it. Prep, prep, prep. I do not stress out about prep as much as I used to. I read Cy Flourish's book, The Lazy Dungeon Master, and I got a lot out of it. And he's got a few other books over there. You might want to check out his website. So I think it's slyflourish.com, I'm not sure. But the rest of my prep goes something like this. It falls into two categories. Pre-written modules and my own stuff. My own stuff's a little easier. Because what I do is, when I come up with a plot, I sit down and I write the plot. Not write-write, but I sit down and bullet-point the plot. I do it in in phases. Not phases, but beats. Where I try to intersperse action with exposition, which I've talked about before. I told you that game Dream Park from Martel's Lurian really helped me there. And I usually haul out my Neo 2... Because when I'm writing a game, I don't want to be distracted, and the computer distracts me too much, so I've got my little word processor there, and I start bullet-pointing it out. That helps me keep up with the story beats. Where the story goes once I hit the beats is another thing. Like I said, I plan frameworks. I don't plan stories, per se. There is some kind of overarching theme, and there is some kind of a plot, but I make it more about the situations and how the players react to it. I also stout the NPCs similar to the monsters. I try to get away with as little as possible. You've heard me talk about this before on my video series. I try to do bench and I've talked about benchmarks before. This is where benchmarks come in handy. If you got the average Joe in the game, then you can vary from that very easily and do shorthand so you don't have to sit there and stress out over, oh, is this guy's strength, dex, da 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 down, what kind of skills he has, things like that. And if it's a class and level system like D and D, I will find the benchmark, which to me is around hmm, ten. You can make it a little less, maybe eight. I don't know. I'd rather make it ten, you know, right in the, or nine, even nine. I don't like to roll anything under nine. But what I will do is make the benchmark say, hmm, ten. And then if it's a NPC that's better normal or he's a specialist or something like that, I will pick out the one or two stats that are exceptional. Say he's a safe cracker. So he has a dex of 15. I will put prominent stats, dex 15, 
if he's a sage, you want some information out of him, or he's an NPC wizard or something, I'll say intelligence 17, something like that, and let the rest, you know, fall by the wayside, because I can average it out from there. That's how I do the NPCs. The monsters we've already discussed. I do the simple stat block with the hit points on a separate sheet, things like that. Now, about pre-written adventures, because I tend to run those once in a while. They come in handy. I'm I'm not proud. I'll run. If it's a class, I, I ran a mile of dread, so it's a classic. You want to go into it and just look it over. This is where your highlighter comes in. First of all, any module I have, I try to have it on PDF. So in case I have to print out a copy for myself to mark up, I will do that. Because I don't like to... I mean, there was the day, way back when, the day when you could actually buy a module for five or six bucks and write in it and not worry about it. I mean, you do it in pencil. But so, but to me today, with all the classic modules, and you know, I bought used, and I don't want to mark them up. So I usually make a PDF copy to mark up. First thing you do... Take out the highlighter, go through the whole module, read through the whole module, find the beats, find the stuff that you, that are important encounter points, important things to the story, and things that are important to the characters as far as what they're going to be dealing with, who they're going to be in, interacting with, things like that. Start highlighting stuff. That's the first pass. Second pass is NPCs. Okay, major NPCs. Highlight their air armor class, highlight their hit points, their number of attacks and damage, and their movement. And just leave it at that. Mon that's the second pass. Third pass, monsters. Do the same thing. So now you've got three passes in a module where you've got pretty much everything highlighted. And when I say highlighted as far as story beats, especially if you're doing a dungeon, highlight the prominent things in the room and what the treasure is, and that, also any tricks or traps, anything pertinent like that. That's what you do in the first pass. The second pass is NPCs, the third pass is monsters, and that should get you by right there. Always have a piece of graph paper, or a pad of graph paper, or some index cards, or something where you can make notes. Things happen, things change. If you ever want to use this again, make your notes. And that is the prep, as far as I can concern. And then I would just read through the whole thing one more time. If it's a sandbox, that's kind of hard to do. But read, give it a general read-through. Because reading through a whole hex crawl can be intimidating sometimes, especially if you're reading places where you don't think they're going to go. So just give it a general read through. Like right now, Hot Springs Island, I'm reading through it right now for the first time for review. If I was to run it, I would give it a, I'd find out where the characters are going to land on the island and then read around maybe the three or four hexes around there and then do that. So that's what I do normally. Well, there are certain situations where you don't have you don't have that luxury of time and knowing me, wait until the last day or the last minute or what. I try not to do that. But sometimes it's like say you're at a convention and you want to run a pickup game 
or a filling game or there's nice tables over there that aren't being used open gaming and you want to use the tables so and people or people are asking you hey why don't you run some so give me an hour at the most if i have an hour sometimes less if i don't have anything i usually have something to run and it's usually something i'm familiar with if if you have something you've run over and over again better but i've seen scenarios where people run the run stuff for other people like frog god it's like okay can you run a mouth of doom yeah well here's the notes here's here's the scenario here, here here's the module and you got about 45 minutes to do to get ready for it so I do the same thing, only faster. Uh, I try to give it an overview, at least read the first few pages of something you're getting into. And try and digest as much as possible. If you have a highlighter, you should always carry a highlighter. Highlight it if it's an expendable copy, and it usually is. If you don't have anything, well, that's where your imagination starts working. I usually try to have some kind of charts with me. Things to throw in your bag are that are handy are the D30 Sandbox and GM books by New Big Dragon Games. Other things, if you have your Tome of Adventure Design or Toolbox, that's handy too. Uh, if you have a copy of the Judges Guild Ready Ref Sheets, they can be a good inspiration for things. And if you want to really go old school, break out your 1E DMG and... You can if you, you can get all kinds of inspiration in there with the charts, tables, and appendixes. And if you need a dungeon, start rolling them. Start rolling it up right there. Uh, 45 minutes, probably give me a time to give me some kind of decent dungeon out of it. Populating it and stocking it, it'll help with that too. And I can usually come up with some BS backstory to get them down the hole, or some kind of thing. I don't see as far as dungeons go. I don't like to run strictly dungeons. Some people love it. To me, it's just a, a glorified board game. By that point, I always thought dungeons need to have a purpose, and and the players need to have a purpose why they're going down there. Just because of golden glory. No, that's a good one for a while, but that's not going to get me by. So it's kind of a thing about thinking on your feet you can prep to improv and i know my friend vince has scoffed at me about that he says well if you're going to be ad-libbing stuff and improv you get why how can you that's kind of an oxymoron no it's not the things i mentioned the things i just mentioned are good to have because of something like this and there's nothing wrong with taking a little prep time when you're not doing anything to have like a list of names or a sheet of locations or something like that. Or just, if you have a campaign map, just stare at your map for a minute. Look look at where they haven't been. Look, look at a place where you can stick those ruins, stick those ruins or, or stick that statue or things like that. At every place you can do that. And that's the whole the part. It's party improvisation. Now, as opposed to theater improvisation you have the advantage of having these 
resources at hand or, or being able to remember to have these resources at hand. So that's how you can use resources to improv. But that's pretty much my prep right there. It's kind of half prep, half tap dancing in front of the players because they do things. Hey, I got to react to those things. And it's going to go off in a direction I never thought of. Hey, great. Let's go. I'm I'm a willing traveler <laughs> in that regard. Anyway, great day. Time to start my day. I got to go run some errands. So I hope you folks have a really good day today. And until we meet again, keep the dice warm. And I will see you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.